tour and also the concert. Thank you for joining us for all four seasons. And now on to CEP now. Yes, that is right. We are here back for the final time with our Craziest Girlfriend coverage. Uh, I know we did the series finale last time with the last scripted episode. This is our final podcast about Craziest Girlfriend here, one indescribable podcast. I'm Adam H. here with you week after week and have been for the past almost 70 episodes here with some of my very, very good friends. The person who I totally feel like would just bring out a broom to make me clean up all the confetti on the ground. It's Lindy, TV Lindy. How are you? I was actually thinking I would be the one, you know, sweeping up the confetti. Oh, you, you okay. You think uh, the confetti sweeper there? I feel like they did not pick a very good broom type to sweep the confetti. I feel like you don't want a push broom uh, for that kind of thing because like the, I, I don't know. Then what kind of broom should you use? Like a normal broom. Like, I think you want to get the sweeping motion. I don't think you just want to push motion. Because if you, like, miss a couple, then you have to, like, go and, like, all, you know, to, like I think you're going to miss some confetti on your first pass-through of a sweep broom. I feel like you need one of those giant flat mops. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 Like a dust mop. Yeah, those are good stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we, we're we're cool. We clean sometimes. We, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I'm doing we're, good. <laughs> we're, we're big broom people. Um, luckily, we're not uh, alone, just the two of us. The other person here with us, of course, is Todd. Todd's like brain. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm doing well. Uh, dare to defy. I uh, got to get that catchphrase yes. in there. Just Thank like you. The, like Rachel Bloom did in the concert. I, uh, I have no opinions on proper a, a broom a, a technique or selection. Uh, so I will just go off what you guys tell me. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, like, I don't have a ton of experience sweeping, per se. Uh, back when I worked at Noble Romans, uh, I, I, I did, like, clothes. And so I had to sweep quite a bit, like, to end the night. But that, that was just a regular broom. So I don't know. I I guess I haven't used, like, a big... We don't really need to be talking about brooms a lot, do we? Like, I, I feel like we don't no, need to spend probably, so much time. Probably not. Uh, on that being said, they spend a lot of time talking about the <laughs> sweeping of confetti. So <laughs> I mean, I may as well call her Rachel Broom. Am I oh, right? Oh, and we're done. And the podcast is over two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are here today to talk about the uh, concert special, the live special that was released uh, as episode 18 of the show. Um, not a scripted episode. There's no, uh, you know, they, they talk a little bit. There's like some back and forth quasi in character stuff, but it's, it, it's very much just a concert special, uh, a clip show, if you will, really just a bunch of songs that they are performing live, some mashups, uh, a little bit of change from the way they did it in the actual episodes. Um, but not a ton overall. Um, and I guess just like general thoughts right off the bat. I don't know that like this concert is life-changing or like spectacularly like vocally perfect in every way, but it's very fun. Like that that's my number one takeaway of this concert. It's just so much fun to be back with these characters. They're like going back and forth, they're singing the songs. It's really fun. Some of them are, are really, really good. 
Um, but that's like my number one takeaway, Todd. It's just like a very fun concert. Yeah, that that was gonna be the word that I used to describe it. It's fun. My favorite thing about it is just watching all the actors just enjoying themselves. You can tell they're just having a blast. The whole thing, they're acting goofy. They're cracking each other up. They're getting to do stuff they never got to do on the show. Uh, there's like a couple times where the actors are like the background dancers and they wouldn't have been on the actual episodes for a couple of the songs, uh, which, and they just get to be like, they like get to talk about themselves. Like, you know, they're for themselves, but they were actual names to the character names. They're still being goofy and all, but yeah, they're just, they're having a blast. And I always have a blast whenever I watch it. Yeah, and it's just overall a really, really good time, I think, front to back. I think they make some really good choices as to what songs they actually sing. And so, you know, we'll get into that in just a second. But I think that there were maybe a few things, maybe a few songs that I would have liked to have seen, uh, that I would have liked to have seen, rather, um, that maybe didn't make the list. I don't know if we want to start there, but there's one in my head that was just like, boy, I don't know how we don't do this. Uh, and it's, I have friends. I don't know how, I don't know how we didn't see that uh, right at the beginning. Um, I feel like that was a very classic season one song that didn't make it, but uh, were there any that like uh, you didn't get to see again in this concert that maybe you would have liked to? Absolutely. Yeah. What, what are like the top one or top two, Lindy? Well, I, I would say my top two favorite songs from the show, which are Love Pearls oh. and I Go to the Zoo, neither of which was in here. Uh, okay. I'm not surprised at all that neither of them made the list. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't um, believe that none of those made it, but whatever. No, it was great. And like both of you said, the word I would use for this whole thing is fun. It was It was a fun time. Todd, any that didn't make the list that you wanted to see? Um, well, I think like some of the songs I would have loved to have seen, it would have been a little strange because they would have been like early season Greg songs and having Skylar Aston doing the early season Greg songs would have been a little unusual. Uh, so there's like some of the some of the gaps that is like, oh, yeah, because we only really get one Greg song here. But things like, I don't know, Math of Love Triangles would have been mm. a fun one. Um, Shit Show. Oh, I guess that's a Greg song, too. Uh you're my best friend, but I know I'm not yours is a nice one. Friendtopia, that would have been a fun one. Uh, so there are a few uh, that would have been fun, but I don't know if there's a whole lot. No one else is singing my song. I think it would have been cool with like the whole uh, yeah. ensemble singing it together. Uh, I think that could have been a neat song to do. But overall, I think they had pretty good choices about the songs. There are a couple I could have done without. Oh. Uh, but uh, overall, I think it was like a pretty good selection of songs. Okay, well, let's go through them quick here. So we opened up with Wes Covina, uh, one of my favorite songs of the entire series. They didn't, you know, obviously do the whole thing here. Um, but this was a great opening. This was so much fun. They had the pretzel come down. They had the whole cast out there. They were all singing together. She was able to, like, rise up on the pretzel. It was very, very fun. This was probably one of the highlights for me, uh, de definitely, you know, out of the 12 or 13 that they did. I think this was such a great opener. It's a very easy choice, but I think it was such a great opener. And they did a really good job. Got the whole cast out there. This was great. Great opening. Yeah, uh, I also like the fact that she uh, corrected the fact that she referred to as being part of the Inland Empire, but apparently it's not really part of the Inland Empire. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not really part of the Inland Empire. Surely should Google that before I wrote the show. <laughs> you know. So yeah, no, I thought it was like, it's a really fun, you know, way to get into the the concert itself because it is like how everything starts off, and so it makes sense to have that be the thing that kicks everything off for the concert as well. 
yeah, it, it, it's very fun. And we don't spend too long on it. I don't think either. They Obviously, they don't do like a full version. They don't do a full version of so- of most of these songs as well, which, again, I think is like a good choice. Um, but our second song we go to very quickly. Let's generalize about men. Again, so much fun. We get the outfits coming on here. Uh, all, all of the women out there are just incredible. Um, Lindy, this was such a good one. Yes, I love this song. I love this performance. I love how they added Maya in there to do the hairspray with the yes. glitter. It was it was excellent. And uh, I, you know, comparatively to the show, I think this is one of the songs that like translates very well to a live concert versus like maybe just being good in the show because I feel like some of these maybe don't translate super well to like showing up to a concert of. I think this one absolutely does, Todd. Oh yeah, definitely. Because basically, the original song was kind of like done in like a very music video style yeah. as opposed to like a show tune style. And so like being this big concert thing that again, and it's one of the things we talked about, I think when this, we covered this song is this is one of the songs that you can point people to people who don't know the show can hear this song and not need any context and totally get the joke and totally understand. It's one of those songs people talk about. Yeah. I never want to get people into the show. I had to listen to this song because it is kind of context free. And because of that, it works really well in concert form. In fact, I, uh, as I mentioned in the last couple of episodes, I watched these episodes at my home with my dad. And this is the song that my dad laughed at the most and the one that he got the most out of while he was sitting there while I was watching it, because it is the one that is like the easiest for people who aren't really necessarily into the plot of it all to to get on board with okay well shout out to todd's dad i don't know if he listens to this podcast but shout not out not even to, remotely not even remotely it's a, shout out to todd's dad <laughs> uh next we have i'm a good person one of my favorite songs of the entire series i think this is one of the most underrated songs in the entire series and i was so happy to see this i also think what the uh the bit with her parents as she's like going out of the audience is so it's just so freaking funny i'm like laughing so hard as they're doing this because the bit gets extended probably more than it should and it gets uncomfortable a little bit and then it gets even funnier as it like gets more uncomfortable oh my gosh i love this so much uh this, this made me laugh so hard yeah it's one of my favorite moments of the special just her no dad the dad no <laughs> you know and her dad just refusing uh whether it's on purpose or not her dad just like refusing to understand <laughs> what she's wanting him to do and it feels very organic. It doesn't feel like it's a planned bit. It feels like she is really like losing it because her dad is not playing along. I mean, she's a good actress, but that did not feel like acting to me. That felt like she really was like, I can't believe my dad is doing this to me right now, which just makes it even better. Yeah, uh, it, it was so good. <laughs> um, and then we have a vocal masterpiece here by Donald and Champlin, Maybe This Dream. Again, I think one of my favorite songs, I keep saying one of my favorite songs in the specials because there were so many good ones. Um, I feel like this stretch here of these like uh, three or four songs or five songs right at the beginning are just insanely good. Um, Donald Chamberlain just got the opportunity to let it rip here. Um, she was just like let loose on the stage and they were just like, here you go, Donna. Time to just like absolutely pop off for a couple minutes. And she was like, okay uh here we go and she just she just let loose uh for multiple minutes here and i think she absolutely crushed this performance um it was one of the more i'm not gonna say emotional but it was one of the more like heartfelt moments of the special because most of it was like very fun very kooky very like you know uh 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 sex involved i don't know i don't know what the right word is there i was gonna say sexy but like that is not the vibe of what i was actually trying to say 
Um, sexual. Maybe? Oh, there we go. Sexual. Uh, yes, we love sexual time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe this dream was so good. Uh, Donald Tiamo did such a good job, Lindy. This was like one of my favorites. That's amazing. Amazing dress. Amazing performance. Oh, the you know, dress. Yeah, it was like all eyes on her and like yeah. for good reason. Just everything was just magnificent. Yeah. And again, I love the fact that she got to do this in the concert because we talked about it when the song came out, like how much this song meant to her to have this Disney princess song written for her. So get a chance to like actually perform it again in front of a huge crowd of people. You know, it feels like it gives like a little bit of extra meaning to this song for her to actually be able to be on a stage and perform it. Yeah, it does. I was, uh, I, I do remember the first time seeing this way back when in, uh, what, whatever it was, 2020, I, I assumed we were going to get at least one Donna song. I didn't know which one it was going to be. Um, I think this is the right one. I also think that face your fears would have been appropriate, uh, yeah. for the Donna song or for the, for the Paula song, well, Donna, whatever. Uh, I think that both would have been totally fine i like this choice and i have seen live performances of her doing face your fears and it i mean it's really really great um so uh i'm all in for this i think she probably has the best voice of the series am i is that is that too far to say uh i i I think that she's the best vocalist uh i i think i would probably agree with you um i think maybe no, I, th- I think overall, because she has such range, first yeah. of all, because uh, this song highlights one end of her range. Most of her other songs highlight the other end of the range. I think that she is like a classically trained singer. I think she can belt out the powerhouse notes pretty well and everything. So, no, I think saying that she's like, if she's not the best vocalist, she's definitely like top two, top three. Yeah, depending on where you put uh, Santino for me is like, yeah, uh, I think where I mean, I that, would that, go. that's basically what I was going to say. Like, Santino, I think, is the one that uh, it could maybe you could be right there, but you also, I don't know if we get a whole lot. He's a great singer, but I don't know if we get like the same sort of range from him over the course of the show that we get from her necessarily. So, yeah. Insert comment about how he wasn't in the full show and whatever, <laughs> old Greg, whatever. Okay. Uh, our next song, Getting By. Uh, Daryl comes out, absolutely the life of the party. Uh, I, You know, we talk about uh, Donald and Champlin's dress. Uh, can we talk about Daryl's suit here for a second? The all white. Uh, absolutely electric out there. I loved it. Um, also, the highlight of this song for me were, as Todd was alluding to before, all of the backup dancers were the rest of the cast, and they were coming out. Um, and it was so fun to see everyone. Uh, this is, again, one of my like really, really favorite songs of the series as well. I think it's probably in my uh, most underrated category here. Um, this was so much fun. Uh, plus, we'd love to see Daryl getting some getting some love and attention here in the special, especially after season four, where I feel like he did not get a lot of screen time, get or get a lot of songs, especially. And now here he is, uh, getting by. We love to see it. Uh, the one thing I want to point out is that I actually own a couple of the inflatable instruments that the backup dancers were all like brandishing around. I, uh, I go to see uh, go to what they call movie parties at the Alamo draft house movie theaters here and the occasion and movie parties that will give out props. And so from the better off dead movie party, I have one of the inflatable guitars they were using. And from the lost boys movie party, I have one of the inflatable saxophones that they were using. So I was, <laughs> it's funny. They're out there dancing. I'm like, Hey, I have that exact stupid inflatable prop. I have that exact inflatable stupid prop. So 
Yeah, that added a little bit more joy for me. But yeah, I just love seeing everyone because again, all the cast were just having a blast, just dancing around with their inflatable instruments, miming, playing them, and dancing. It was just a, a really fun number to watch. And then we have all of the sexual stuff. The sexy <laughs> getting medley song, which contains the songs, the sexy getting ready song, or uh, as as is sometimes known, the trench is getting ready song. The you know other version <laughs> there. Um, we should definitely not have sex right now with Josh. Swipping my con strip away my conscience. Period sex. Let's have intercourse. And my sperm is healthy. So many songs here in this medley. Uh, it was very fun. They had like the bed prop there. Josh was like popping up from the pillows. Um, let me just say, Josh was looking fine during this. Special. <laughs> oh, right. I'm okay. Just, I'm just throwing I'm that who, out there. Oh, oh, you're just saying I'm the one who was saying how attractive he was and everyone was like, Oh, okay. The show, I don't think did a great job of utilizing his talents in terms of just pure sex appeal, but I could tell. So clearly you weren't looking Listen, for Lindy, it. Listen, Not all of us are as sexually experienced as you are when it comes to determining these things. Okay. Uh, it takes me time. I don't to know realize how you got there, but it's okay. <laughs> Takes me time to realize that Josh is an actual absolute oh. sexual animal out here, um, popping out of those bed sheets. I, all I'm saying is I would not be mad if Josh were to pop out of my bed sheets. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> wow. I mean, you could have said that, you know, last week when we were talking about how hot everyone was, but okay. Glad oh. you finally realized. And no, uh, this medley was fun. Uh, I think my my heights were. Whenever they're doing the uh, let's have intercourse, they're doing the dance and they're kind of like, oh, can we not do the lift? It hurts my back and like little kind of back and forth during that. And then, a, uh, of course, the guy who plays Tim coming out with the uh, the toothbrushes, uh, buzzy, 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 buzzy. Like that, That's what the song was about, right? Toothbrushes? I don't know. It was goofy. The My sperm is healthy with them coming out in the sperm costumes and, you know, accosting Rebecca. A, uh, yeah. I loved the who was it? Uh, Jim and Tim came out yeah. in the sperm costumes. <laughs> One of them was like going to kiss her. She was like, Rebecca was like, no, 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 get out of here. Uh, Again, that's the point. Like they're breaking her. Like she is, like she is legitimate laughing as, as they're like uh, jump jump on the bed next to her. Uh, and this is also like where we've heard like more period sex than we've ever heard before. I think during this medley. So, yay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, they had, uh, who was it, Heather and Valencia come out from behind the bed and also kind of uh, do that song with her. I thought this was very fun. Um, I'm glad they did all of these in a medley because I think I would have been disappointed to see any one of them in like a full just let's do this one song. Except for maybe Strip Away My Conscious. I thought that maybe maybe that one could have been a full song. But other than that, I think it would have been not great. And so I'm glad that they did this. Next we have I'm So Good at Yoga from Valencia. Um <sighs> It's tough. This was maybe one that I did not need to see again here, but I also don't know what other Valencia song I would replace it with, and I want Valencia to have a song. So that's where I'm struggling. I think maybe the uh, Women Gotta Stick Together song, possibly, is probably one of the uh, Where other... she plays the fake guitar, Todd? Well, she wouldn't need to do it on, on the concert, Adam. Uh Maybe that would redeem the song for you if they did oh, the concert maybe. and she didn't pretend to play an instrument. Uh, but I agree. I, I mean, the first time I saw this going, 
we're doing the yoga song. We're really doing the yoga song. But I will say the one thing I love about the, this performance is getting to see the whole cast dance around doing the nya 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 at Rachel Bloom. Because they are, again, I'm just like bees in the ground. They're all having a blast just acting goofy, dancing around, doing the nya 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 at, at Rachel uh, so it was like a really fun performance just to see like the actual cast do all the dance moves and everything and really get into it, have fun. I could have done without the song in general, but the fact that the, the cast was in it and having a lot of fun with it made it, you know, you know, more fun to watch than it would have been if it had just been, you know, a whole bunch of random backup dancers helping out. Yeah. Lindy, do you have any other ideas for Valencia songs that she could have had during this that were not, uh, uh, I'm so good at yoga. Well, unfortunately, when you think about it, it's like, well, how many are there that yeah. are good options? Um, so I agree with Todd. I would have gone with Women Gotta Stick Together. That would have been my top choice because the yoga one, yeah, I could have done without that. And I, I don't want this is my movement. Like, I don't want that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, a song that I probably feel like we all liked maybe a little bit more. Uh, the moment is me from uh, from Heather and also why Josh was also a major major part of it. Um, I, you know I don't I don't need to seem down on this particular song because Todd will get mad at me and I really don't want to hurt hurt Todd's feelings again for the <laughs> second time today. Um, <laughs> but I I don't know like uh, this one was maybe a little bit too much of a bit of a bit of a bit for me <laughs> while they were doing it um because i did i liked the song and i liked the premise but when we like add on another thing on top of it it's like okay what are we doing here that being said i'm sure todd loved it todd thoughts on this your two favorite characters getting the chance to, to share the spotlight here yeah you know i loved it i love david hole getting a chance to just be a goofball and a uh again try to crack crack her up as she's trying to be her like deadpan self singing the song uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not the best performance of, of the night. It's not the best song of the night. But again, to me, it was a lot of fun. Um, I I always feel bad for David Hole because he's like one of the members of the cast who actually has been on Broadway, is like has like a Broadway actor, has been in Broadway shows. And he gets very few songs, very few chances to show off his like singing talents or anything like that or dancing talents or anything. So I was glad that he got a little bit of a spotlight here, even if it wasn't like him actually getting to sing a whole lot, just him being a total, total dumbass. Uh, it, it cracked me up. So there you go. Maybe White Josh didn't get much of a spotlight to sing in the show because it was in Rebecca's head and she doesn't <laughs> like White Josh. Yeah. There you go. That, yeah. That, I mean, there you go. That's a good headcanon. I like that. Um, next up, uh, probably one of my favorite medleys of the night. I, yeah, I'm just going to say that to every song. Uh, <laughs> the Darkness slash You Stupid Bitch. Two of my favorite songs of the series. Like I said, I think when they're picking songs to do in the special – I think both of these are amazing. I love that they did them together. It really, like, uh, I think sets, uh, again, not like a somber tone, but even just, like, the way that she was singing, you stupid bitch. Like, all right, you you all know this one, right? Like, she's getting the crowd involved and stuff like that. Uh, this was very, very fun. Um, and she really sang this emotionally. Todd's giving me the the look of, like, he's about to disagree with everything I just said. Um, well, I'm just... You said these are two of your favorite songs, and yet you scored The Darkness 3 uh, whenever we uh, did it. So hey, I feel like it's a little... Three's <laughs> above average if I go by Lindy's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you famously do not go by my rules, so... <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, The Darkness is 
okay, but yeah, getting to do, you know, you're an everything stupid bitch and having, getting her to like have the audience sing along and everything, you know, the words and all that, which it kind of does in the original song as well, but actually getting to have the audience singing it all, you know, it's just like such a great moment. Like a lot of, a lot of this, the concert is just like getting to see all of the fans out in the audience. It's just like packed theater with all these people like dressed in costumes. You have people dressed like the uh, skeleton girl, like the skeleton out costumes from a, uh, the creep song. You have people dressed as unfortunately the cats, like Itchy Cat actually gets up on stage with Rebecca oh. to, to sweep at one point. But yeah, you have like all these people who are there, like huge, huge fans of the show who've like dressed up and everything. And just the shots of everyone in the audience just like singing along. Everyone just like looking so happy and having so much fun singing along to this like iconic song of the series is just like, uh, and they're just like a reminder of like, how much impact the song had on certain people. You know, it may not be like a runaway hit with everyone, but the people that discovered it fell in love with it. And so I think that this number, for no reason, for another reason than that, is like a really cool moment in the show. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the most famous songs of the series. It's still having a moment now. Uh, I feel like I still see TikToks where that is the the backtrack used. Um, next up, Head in the Clouds <sighs> slash Angry Mad. All I'm going to say is that Head in the Clouds, I thought was really, really good. And I, I'm not looking at my past rankings here. I probably should at some point. I think I rated that one decently high uh, because I I think that's probably Josh's best song. If we're going to pick a song for Josh to do, that is certain. That, that would be, I think that's a great pick. Angry Mad, however, I'm upset that we ended on it. Why could we not have just kept it? Head in the Clouds, what are we doing here? Uh, I will hedge that comment by saying, damn josh's arms at the end there <laughs> again like i told you this first i did and i'm just i'm just saying the song i was angry mad about like why <laughs> did they have to do it it's so funny because i was watching this i didn't remember like exactly what songs were in it so when he was singing head in the clouds i was like oh great like adam's gonna love this like this was his favorite josh song and yeah. then it transformed into angry mad and i was like Oh, okay. Adam's gonna hate this. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, Just like uh, Josh Chan, highs and lows. The highs yeah. are maybe not that high, but the lows are pretty low. Yeah. So for context, <laughs> Adam gave him the clouds a five, and wow. Angry Mad a zero. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like the total ends of the spectrum here with this thing. Yeah, I remember watching this and the cut. And again, I was not a huge fan of Head in the Clouds. I'm glad it was like a, a shortened version of the song here. But I remember like when it, the first time they cut to Angry Mad, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Freaking Angry Mad, which if you remember, I gave a point one uh, because I would not give song zeros, which I think is possibly my lowest score of anything that I gave uh, throughout the entire uh, show. So yeah, not a fan to see Angry Mad Thunder. But again, at least it was very short and was kind of there just for the gag of him breaking a board. Uh, so fine, whatever. But yeah. Okay. I Hate Everything But You, the uh, Skylar Aston song from Greg here. I enjoyed this. I thought it was fun. I know, whatever. New Greg, old Greg. It's in the past, people. The show is over. <laughs> Get over it. Okay. Uh, grow up, as some might say. All right? <laughs> the the time for the arguments are over. We're just talking about the song here. This is very fun. Uh, I think he does a good job performing this. And I think, like, uh, especially the ending is like, you know, I hate it. What, uh, what is it? The guys who name their cars or whatever. I forget what exactly what he says. But it's very funny. He, like, performs in, in a very fun way. 
Um, I enjoyed this. Lindy's giving me a look. Uh, you disagree with everything I'm saying. What else is new? But uh, I love this, Lindy. It's just so funny how you're like, time for arguing is over. Like, you can just declare that. Yeah. And that <laughs> I can. You know, it, it's past the time the show's over, so we can't talk about it anymore. Okay, this is actually the last episode where we're talking about the show. So this is the last time we can argue about it, actually. Yeah, we probably won't argue ever again after this. <laughs> no, about, well, yeah. No, you know what? We will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah, it was... If you like this song, yeah, it was a good performance, but I don't think I love the song in the first place. So, yeah, I think I think it's a good performance. I think Skylar did a really good job with it. Um, I, I wish that we'd had maybe one of his songs with Rebecca instead of just like a solo by him, but because uh, but Greg didn't really have very many solos this this season. I think it was just this and the uh, Hey West Covina reprise are like the only like solo Greg songs that I can remember. Uh, so we we're, didn't have a whole lot of choices for him, I guess. Uh, so other than having him like do a duet or something like that with someone else, like this was like really all that we had. So with that in mind, yeah, I think it was a really good performance of the song. I just wish, I wish that we had had a little bit more for him to draw on. Um. Okay. Our penultimate song of the episode, Danny's Turn. I have nothing to say here. I, <laughs> I, I first and foremost, I guess like I, I would have liked to have seen this been like George's turn. I don't know why I wanted it to be in character when they were like referring to each other as not in character. I, I don't know. The lights go. It's like a funny bit, but like it was also like you saw it coming from a million miles away, right? Like there's no way he was finishing this song ever. Oh yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it was a it's a fun gag. The, the, really, the highlight for me was never a. Uh, uh, Rachel Bloom comes out and salutes him, and you know, and it's like treating him like she, he's her, he's her boss, and he's like, "That's as you darn well should." I know, thought that was a, a funny little thing I wasn't expecting, but overall, yeah, as soon as he starts singing, you know, he's going to get interrupted because that's the joke of the song. So, yeah. but it's just like a nice little, a funny that it was is better than ending with yet another burst of confetti on the stage. I guess, like it's something a little different to, to go to commercial on than the other commercial breaks, but. I mean, this was a bit, and I'm just I just really disappointed that they didn't go with what you missed while you were popular because that is the George song, okay? <laughs> uh yeah, what can you do? Uh and then our final song, medley of the episode. Uh a, a diagnosis and antidepressants are so not a big deal. And of course, bring in for the final segment someone who I was worried they weren't gonna get for this, Dr. Copian is back and here for these uh for these set of songs and this is uh i think a fantastic way to end the special here um i think that they could have done like maybe another west covina prize they could have done like a season theme song type situation to end it i think they even maybe could have done like 11 o'clock or something like that to end it However, I think this was a brilliant choice. I think that like they really tried to stick to some of the core messaging of the show uh, with this and like to really emphasize some of the things that they were trying to hit on throughout the run of the show, throughout the four seasons. Um, and the performance is great. We get like a little tap break in there as well, which is ridiculously fun. Uh, everyone's just having a good time. It's like a full cast song. Everyone is out there dancing and jamming. It, it, it's just so much fun. It's a fantastic ending to the special. 
Um, and I think it was a great choice. Uh, you know, they had a couple options there. I think this was uh, probably the best choice that they could have made, Lindy. I agree. I loved the mashup of these two songs. I loved all the dancing. That was pr- my favorite part of this song with the tap dancing um, and just everyone being together and the ending there with the whatever it's called, the really long confetti <laughs> at the very end. Um, it was a great way to close out the show. Yeah, it's funny. Like every time I watch this, I'm always surprised whenever Michael Hyatt slash Dr. Copian comes out on stage. I'm always like, oh, yeah, because she's like nowhere else in the rest of the special. And everyone else is like popping up through the whole thing. And they come out for like the West Covina at the beginning and they're in all these different things. So every time she pops up, like, oh, yeah, I forgot that they got her for the song, you know. Uh, so it's like really great moment. And yeah, the tap dance moment is just great. Getting to see the, the whole cast show off their dancing skills. Uh, is like really a lot of fun. So yeah, just like a, a great button on the uh, the concert. Yeah. Uh, the only thing else uh, that I will say about this special, there were uh, multiple songs that were cut for time, uh, but there are performances of those songs online if you want to find them. Uh, one of them is Fit, Got, uh, Fit Hot Guys Have Problems Too. You can find that performance as well as uh, Heavy Boobs uh, was there as well. So you can find a few more uh, songs if you wanted to from that performance, but it was not in the special. So, you know, what can you do? Uh, the only uh, 42 minutes to do it. And I think they jam packed a lot in there overall, especially as we were talking through it. I think they made more good choices than bad ones. And I think almost all of the songs worked really well for me. Um, and of course they had a lot of songs to work with. Speaking of uh, some of the songs from season four, let's transition into our uh, season four retrospective and wrap up here. Uh, a slightly abbreviated version here as we're already a half an hour into this podcast, but we'll still talk about everything that's important, um, including uh, our, uh, our favorite songs of the episodes uh, of season four specifically. Now, seasons one through three, a lot of, lot of, lot of fun songs to you know talk about. Season four, I'm just going to say on the whole, I don't think had as many high tier songs as seasons one through three did. I don't know. I don't know if you guys kind of have that vibe in general, but I feel like there were not as many songs in season four that I was like, Whoa, there were a few that were amazing, but I feel like the, the average uh, was not where I wanted it to be. And I haven't done any math or whatever. And I have no intention of doing any math or whatever, but that's just my general vibe uh, here as we begin. I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that before we talk about, you know, some of our favorites and some of our most underrated songs. Honestly, that's how I always think of season four. I always feel like season four, the songs that I really like, I like a lot, but I feel like there's quite a few that don't live up the standard. And it's it's also, it's not great because this season also, because you have the cats episode and you have like the putting on the musical episode and those both have kind of not great songs. And I feel like that kind of drags the average of the season down quite a bit uh like you know, two two whole episodes where like there's no songs in them that you are excited about and actually might act actively loathe then that's a uh because uh, i remind reminded myself i did give zeros to uh, to the cat all the songs in the cats episode it is the one time that i did give zeros uh throughout the series uh but yeah no whenever i think of season five like there are several songs that i love but there's a lot of songs that just don't quite work for me and i th- i think overall like looking at my like kind of that's my scores i don't think overall the season is that bad but just in general whenever i think of the season as a whole i don't remember loving the songs as much as i love the majority of the songs in other seasons and yeah if i ever looked at the math it, that might not bear out but just like in general and again i don't know how much of it's just like the season itself 
not feeling as strong overall, and I might conflate the two a little bit. Yeah. I had kind of the same thought. I was thinking of my favorites, and I was like, hmm, I feel like there's not as many <laughs> that I'm thinking of as in all of the prior seasons, but um, like you are saying, like still some very strong songs here, so. Uh, so let's get into it. Some of our favorites of the season. I'm going to try to not steal any of yours. So I'll start with a few that you don't have listed. Antidepressants are still not a big deal. What a great song. We did it in the special. We already talked about it a little bit. But oh my goodness, what a great song for the for the series. I think this was probably probably the best song of se- season four. I don't know. I feel like I've said that so many times, right? Um Whatever. I feel like Antidepressant is not a big deal. It's such a great song. Features Dr. Copian, gets us in there. Great vibe. I love the street dancing. It's just very, very fun. Um, I also really loved uh, Greg's reprise of Hey West Covina. I thought that that was like a very important song for the show, maybe more than it was like I needed to listen to it because it's such a good song. I feel like having that reprise from Greg uh, did a lot for me in terms of um, like story. Uh, the math of love quadrangles again, loved that as well as we were uh, getting the, which guy will she pick? Um, that was, that was very, very fun. A, a nice callback to the math of love triangles. Um, and then 11 o'clock, the, the final number of the season, I think was spectacular. Uh, truly, if I had to like pick one, I feel like that's probably the best song of the series. Um, just for the significance of it being the the finale, especially like having all of that extra weight on it, um, as well. So of the series or the season, I think series. Oh, okay. uh, just yeah. No, I, I mean, I maybe it's not like the one. If I was like, oh, I want to listen to a CXG song. What do I want to jam out to right now? Um, but I do think like in terms of the context of the series and the episode specifically, like I think that it did everything it needed to do. It had a it had a very big job of coming in there, and so. Um, and I think it nailed it as, you know, scenery, vocals, uh, you know, performance, everything. I think Rachel Bloom did a great job there. So, um, those are some of my favorites of season four. Lindy, what are your favorites uh, of season four? Uh, so all of the ones you said were amazing. So those could have been on my list too. Um, but the ones that I chose were, first of all, no one else is singing my song. That's in the very beginning of the season. I love how it includes so many people. You see them all on screen thinking that like, the things that they're going through are, are making them feel so alone, but you can actually see that they're all feeling those things and they're all, you know, connected and could relate to each other. So I really love that song. Uh, my other, this is my number one favorite song from this season. And it is one of my favorites from the whole show. It's Don't Be a Lawyer. I absolutely love this song. It is so fun. I listen to it all the time and it's incredible all the time who often all the is time. all the time all the like, time like daily weekly um, <laughs> not every single every day. day lindy wakes up and is like <laughs> all right well <laughs> time to listen well okay not every day but like a lot okay that still I'll, is not quantitative but okay so my number two artist on spotify wrapped was the crazy ex-girlfriend cast and (laughs) i'm not listening to like every single song so it's the songs i listen to on repeat that get it up there number one is taylor swift for the record um (laughs) so it goes taylor swift crazy ex-girlfriend cast um but don't be a lawyer definitely contributed to that what were your next three do you have them off the top of your head um i have a photo Um, number three was Don McCloskey. And the reason for that is I listened to one specific song of his on repeat 
all the time. And by that, I really mean like every day. It's called First in Flight and it's one of my favorite songs ever. Okay. It was in Mythic Quest. That's how I first heard it. Uh, what what was it in in Mythic Quest? It was in the season two finale. The it was at the very end. Two finale. Okay, after I, it's not coming to my head. Just listen to it after the show. Yeah, it's one yeah, of my yeah. Favorite songs ever. My fourth artist is Sufjan Stevens, and number five, Olivia Rodrigo. Nice. Uh, okay, so those are your favorites. Uh, Todd, what are your favorites? <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of the ones that you mentioned are all, you know, up there. I think Noel's singing my song is one of my favorites for sure. Uh, other ones that you guys mentioned, but they're all, all the ones you mentioned are great. But the ones that I kind of picked for my favorites, uh, Trapped in a Car with Someone You Don't Want to Be Trapped in a Car With. I've uh, always been a big fan of that song. Adam's shaking his head at me as I say that. Uh, but I love the Beach Boys uh, references and the the shifting between the different eras of the Beach Boys. Uh, always cracks me up. Uh, the group minus aside, uh, you're in love. I love like the the Oklahoma feel of it all and just the way that it fits in the story and everything. It's always been a favorite of mine. And then love's not a game. Uh, again, I love guys and dolls. Like the, the things that got me into musicals in the very first place. And it's also it's a Y Joe, you know showcase song but also showcases all of the character all the supporting characters just really funny really well written really well performed so yeah those are some th that i really enjoy from this season well yeah listening to the song right now uh i mean this is a vibe <laughs> this is like i should be sipping a corona on a beach somewhere isn't it so good like i listen I to it when i need a pick-me-up and it just yeah. It works every time. I love it. I yeah. listen to it all the time. Okay, well, this is also a great opportunity to do a mid-pod plug to go listen to Mythic Quest, the covers that we have on post show recaps. Uh, you can find this at the end of season two. I don't think Jess and I talk about this song specifically. Um, you we, only had, we only had one <laughs> podcast for the whole season. Let's not, you know, get too crazy here. We, who has the kind of time to be putting this in? Um, but this is good. Yeah, go listen to that uh, over on post show recaps. Uh, Todd and Lindy were both on recent episodes, so you can go find that over there uh underrated songs i will admit uh you know Todd said i was shaking my head about the traps in the car i thought we were going to have an overrated category because that in my mind is the number one overrated song oh, of oh my gosh but we don't wow let the record show wrong so no, wow no, 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 you know uh we only have an underrated category because we're very nice when we talk about this show i guess <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, in terms of underrated songs this season, for me, I think the Hello, Nice to Meet You uh, is, is probably number one on my list in terms of underrated. Um, I don't think you guys scored that like terribly poorly, but just overall, I really love that one. Uh, you know, getting Greg back in the mix was fantastic. Um, Todd, your underrated songs of uh, season four. Yeah, uh, I always struggle with the underrated thing uh, because typically whenever I score something high, at least one of my co-host also scores at high uh very rarely am i completely against both of them so there's really only one song where i scored it higher than both adam and lindy scored it and even then i gave it a 3.3 and lindy gave it a three so it's not necessarily terribly underrated i'm not even necessarily a, a big fan of it and it's i'm not sad you're sad yeah, and again, I'm not a that's a huge fan of it. It's just like it's catchy. The uh, it gets in my head, but I think it's also like a uh, kind of a misfire on 
several levels. So I, I hate saying it's my underrated song, but if we just look at like what I scored well and what you guys didn't, it's the only song on the entire season that fits that criteria. Except for the only other one is like the you know there's no bathroom song from Weird Al, but then our guest scored it the exact same that I scored it. So I feel like it's not totally uh, underrated because I had someone who agreed with me on that one, and even then I was only barely above you guys. So. Yeah, um, I don't think it was like a bad song per se. Just like you said, it was a kind of a swing and a miss in terms of the style. I wanted a little bit more there. Uh, Lindy, your underrated songs of season four. Well, as usual, I have one that is severely underrated. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at my score compared to your scores. Uh, so my number one most underrated song from season four is what you missed while you were popular which i already mentioned on this podcast because mm -hmm. i love it um so that's a george song obviously i think it's super fun i gave it a five and uh let's see todd gave it a three pretty generous our guest gave it a 1.8 and adam over here gave it a 0 0.4 <laughs> Which means this yeah. is so underrated. It's so good. Everyone should give it another chance because it's really fun. Um, just a general question, just for season four specifically, if you've already done the math on this, don't answer. Between uh, all three of us, who uh, scored, who gave the higher average score uh, top to bottom, do you think? Ooh, that's rough. Because I feel like you have higher highs more often. You also have lower lows than either one of us. So, um, hmm. I, no I think I was. I think I would still lean towards Adam having the higher average. The highest with an average of three point five five was Lindy. Oh, okay. In, in second with three point four nine, very very close actually, was Todd. And I was at the bottom with a 3.3. Uh, wow. So um, swing and a miss in terms of Todd's guess, but also I was the lowest in terms of the average points given. Lindy, highest on the season, if you think about it, but also not too much. <laughs> if you think, if you, uh, if it's far away. <laughs> yeah. If it's <laughs> kind of looks quick, like you have to, I like, rated really, it really high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I will say I did do the math and this is the season that I has the lowest overall average for me like i did do my averages of all four seasons and this is but but not by a ton uh overall it was like a lot closer than we expected but i also think that's because we only we treated all of the cat songs as one song and i think to if we treat each of them as its own individual song all those extra zeros would have dragged the average down a little bit and the same with like the thing if we did the individual because i don't did we even like score the musical songs i don't even remember no yeah, so I think if those had been added in there, I think that definitely would have dragged the average down even further than what it was. But it was definitely was my lowest uh, rated uh, season. Highest rated season for me, season two. Interestingly enough, uh, the guests were at an average of a 3.6. Admittedly, we didn't have a guest every time, so it doesn't, like, that stat is basically meaningless. But the guests were higher on the season than we were is the headline there you could take away if you don't care about uh, realistic statistics. Um Okay, let's talk through uh, the cast and our truly happy points uh, in reverse order here for season four specifically. Now, we're just going to start with just season four. We have our total compiled list. Fear not, people. We'll talk about it. But we're just going to talk about season four. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, right away here, zero points right off the bat in season four. Joshua Felix Chan. <laughs> 
I love it. I'm so happy, Lindy. This makes me <laughs> happy that Josh has four has, has zero points in the final season of the show. I'm really happy that you called him Joshua Felix Chan because that's exactly what I would have done. Um, <laughs> oh, Joshua Felix Chan. I just hope that he finds true happiness in his life. Um, but we did not find it in him, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, not even close. No, I mean, Josh did have some personal growth this season, which is good. But at the end of the day, he's still Joshua Felix Chan and just what little growth he had was not enough to offset his overall Joshness for any of us to give him a point at any point during the season. Okay. Uh, at one point we had a few that were a little surprising and also a few uh, that made a lot of sense. So the ones that made sense, Brendan at one point, I believe this was the episode with the escape room. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't remember exactly who gave it, but the only one point for that Brendan, me, Todd gave it. Um, he was fun in that. I, I feel like Brendan could have maybe justified a few extra points if we didn't have like a few. He shined in episodes where other characters I feel like shined a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but I think he makes sense at one point, Todd. I don't I don't think this is egregious by any means. No, no. I, uh, yeah, I, I always like Brendan. He always cracks me up. So that's that's one that I, I felt was like a it was an episode with a lot of people didn't do really a whole lot. So it's like, I think it was one of those episodes where like, we were all kind of struggling a little bit to find who to give a point to. And so he definitely was like my easy choice there. Yes. Now we have Dr. Shin also a Todd point here. Uh, I don't remember that this was from Todd. I have no idea. Um, I believe it was from the uh, episode a uh with the darkness in it uh it was like his last appearance basically it's gonna be like my last at chance to really give yes. him a point and again it was an episode where there weren't a lot of characters that really did things that i felt were worthy of making me truly happy uh but i always liked dr shan and i felt like this was i thought i really liked him in the episode with him trying to talk to rebecca and trying to help her here i felt like it was a good opportunity to finally you know to, to give him one last point before he shuffled off of the show and wasn't seen again yeah, fair enough. Uh, our next two also that I think make sense at one point, Connie and AJ, both of them come from guests, truly happy points. So not even any of the three of us, both of them come from guests, uh, which is very exciting. I think that they both honestly are deserving uh, of one point. Maybe AJ more than Connie slightly is kind of like where I'm landing here. Um, I could have seen AJ getting more than one uh, if they had brought them out earlier i think i think is the one thing right because aj was so late in the in the addition of the cast here um but i like them both at one point lindy i don't think this is like terrible or egregious i don't think they should have gotten more i like that they each got one yeah that's fine um i definitely could have seen aj getting more points as well um i think he definitely deserved at least one if not more but aj was a fun addition here and then uh, ones that I think are maybe slightly surprising here at one point a piece for season four, Daryl um, only had the one point this season given by Lindy. Um, and that was it. No other points for Daryl. I feel like I'm high on Daryl and just like did not did not uh, give him any points this season. I don't know what happened, Lindy. I truly thought that it was someone else. I didn't think I was the one, but I it's see you. you're right. It was me. I don't know why. <laughs> But I guess Daryl just didn't have many opportunities because we would have done it if I think we would have, or yeah. uh, certainly I would have. Uh, it you know on on that was episode five. Uh, Todd and I voted along party lines, and we had a vote for my and white Josh that episode. But um, <laughs> you, you had Daryl there, um, and then finally, also at one point this season, Paula, Paula, what happened? 
That what is was the, going on? The upset of the century, the upset of the podcast. I can't believe when I put this list together, I was like, wait a second. Paula only got one point. That can't be right. But it, yeah. I'm like looking through this and it was me. I was the one that came to the point. I, and I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like I was the lowest on Paula this whole season. I feel like I was kind of laying into her quite a bit for not really having a set storyline, not really understanding where to fit in. feels like everywhere they tried to throw her, she just like, it just didn't feel right at all. Um, she like you know, halfway reverted back to season one, but then also like tried to turn over this new leaf, like didn't really get anything. That penultimate episode was brutal. Um, and then I do feel like had an amazing final episode and had like Rebecca not had the finale episode that she did. I feel like she would have gotten that final truly happy point, at least for me personally. Um, but only one truly happy point this season for Paula Todd. I'm shocked. Yeah, I was really surprised, especially like maybe look and see who who's like the three point tier you know it's just like i can't believe that pauling got one point but she really once they had her relegated to her storyline of going to school that really became the focus of paula's you know existence on the show and they also kind of had rebecca move away from like relying on her so much and so you really didn't have a whole lot of rebecca and paula interacting this season like very very little and without that sort of interplay and some of her stories like her with her kids and the way she treats her kids like her kids that's not great like like kind of two episodes kind of in a row about you know how awful a mom she is you know there's just there are quite a few episodes that were just not great looks for paula so like looking back at it it makes sense but it's also really disappointing from someone who early on was like one of our point leaders especially in like the first season you know paula used to be someone who could always count on to be up there in points yeah. But this season was just not a good showcase for, for Paula. Uh, yeah. And so as we go on here to our two point getters, these all got more points than Paula. That's, that's what we have to like, think about here. And we start off with Madison who both of you gave a point to, I did not give a point to her uh, this season, but both of you give a point to Madison here, giving her a total of two again, more points than Paula, Lindy. Well, look, how can you not give a point to Snailer Swift? Okay. Didn't we already do that <laughs> last season though? I feel like we already had the snail names. Like did we did she double up here? We had the snail names, but this was the snail costume, you know? Okay, okay. And she was, you know, point. reassuring Daryl about how he was a great father. So it was just a really sweet episode for her. Notably, I don't think these were the episodes when Madison was like playing a part in setting up Daryl with uh no no that was different that, that was, was exposing she didn't get him points for that. to an infectious disease which i did not appreciate yeah we do not approve that just officially uh one describe a podcast does not approve to actively choosing to expose people to infectious diseases that's a pretty easy line to take here um dr copian also got two points uh i was also surprised that this number wasn't a little bit higher and i was even more surprised to find out that neither of you Gave Dr. COVID any points. It was myself and Melissa, the amazing guest, Melissa Woodward, uh, came on and we gave Dr. Copian points. Man, I loved what she had to offer here, uh, especially in terms of like the songs. Again, she had one of the best songs of the season here. Uh, and I loved her relationship with Rebecca, even near the very end. It was very, very fun. Um, I'm surprised she only got two points. I feel like uh, in, in another world, she gets a, she gets a few more there. Um, also with two points, George. <laughs> It is unfathomable to me that we are sitting here talking about George having two points. It is very fathomable that they are both from Lindy. <laughs> <I> was... 
<laughs> yes. Everyone could have guessed this. It was me. I did it. I gave George She's the, the problem. Point. It's her. No, okay. Whatever. <laughs> Here's the thing. I enjoyed George and he made me happy in those episodes and I gave him points for it and I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. And he was being funny in the first episode with like the tent and the camping with Nathaniel. And then I also gave him the point when he had the song, What You Missed While You Were Popular, which I've already mentioned twice. This is the third time I'm mentioning it. Okay. So well-deserved, George. That's all I can say. That second George episode, Todd and I were yet again voting along party lines with a Greg and Heather split. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's George, also with two points. Uh, up to three points. Again, what are we doing here? It's Jim! <laughs> what? Lindy, what is I this? Just, I just love that we've made Adam so upset with all these picks, and that makes it worth it. It makes no <laughs> sense. Jim has three Okay, uh, it's largely because of Don't Be a Lawyer, which is where he okay. got two of those points. But Fair. the third one, uh, Todd's going to have to explain. Yeah, so the third, because it's funny, because never I looked at the document to see points. I'm like, Jim has three points. How? How did he get points outside of the lawyer episode? I know he got two points there, but how did he get? And I looked, who gave Jim points? Oh, I gave Jim points. How did I get? And I realized it's from the rom-com episode. Where Jim is the guy who's just like popping in, doing the little bits of a, uh, you know, narr- a, a, you know, exposition, and it just cracked me up. It's like my favorite thing about the episode. It's just Jim like popping into the the booth to say something, then popping away. It's just it's a running gag that amused me through the whole thing, and so that's why Jim got my point in that episode. And I'm not sorry I gave Jim that point in that episode because it was my favorite thing about that episode. I do love that we are at the point where, like, I'm not sorry that I gave this person <laughs> a truly happy point. Um, I'm not sorry. That was a three. At four, we have, uh, we're starting to get into some of the big hitters here of, of the show uh, as we get to four truly happy points. I do feel like, uh, you know, one, two, maybe three, just because of who has it, is maybe a fluke. Uh, you know, a one-time, like, really great gag. Once you start to get to the four, five, six range, I feel like we're starting to get, like, consistently, uh, you know, more truly happy here. Um, Todd, I think you may have a little bit of explaining here to do uh, in terms of the <laughs> white Josh of it all. I'll have my explaining to do later. Don't worry. I'm, I'm to say. You'll like get it. It'll be fine. We'll get there. We'll get there. I promise. But the, yeah. the white Josh of it all, Todd, uh, largely you. Uh, Lenny did give one point here. But white Josh, at, at four truly happy points. Not insignificant. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, as you're going to the four, I was about to say, like, talk about voting along party lines. I think having both Y Joe and Maya at the four points really, really shows the party lines uh, quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Y Josh is one of my favorite characters on the show. And I, this is not his best season. I uh, don't always have like the, the best, uh, you know, storylines for him. But I think that the episodes where they do give him stuff to do, uh, he really shines through uh, for me particularly you know so a uh he just he cracks me up he cracks me up consistently so if there's an episode where there isn't another character doing uh enough stuff to really get on my radar and he's made me laugh at least a couple of times odds are good i give my my vote to y joe so that's my explanation yeah uh fair enough as uh todd was saying maya is also at the four spot all of them were me uh, I love Maya so much. Uh, I, you know, I don't know that I was ever able to like actually explain it throughout the series of the show of like why I love Maya, 
But dear God, I love Maya so much. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I think Liddy had yeah. one of these. You Mayas. can't take all the credit. I actually gave her one for the. Okay, so it's, the, it's literally the same boat as the White Josh situation. <laughs> He's just yeah, giving like... three and Lindy giving the other one. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm here for it, Lindy. Do you want to talk about why you love Maya? I'm so down. Why? Well, I've always loved her. I just have never given her as many points as you have. Uh, I think she always adds lots of great humor to the show when she's there. And so I always love it when Maya's in an episode. Okay, let's be honest for just one second. If I would have told you at the start of this podcast without you looking at the list, how many points have I given Maya? I feel like you would have guessed over three. Like, I, like I'm looking at this, I think three is low. Like, I, I thought throughout the eight, 17 episodes, I gave her more than three. But it was only three. So You, you did have a run of, like, of like, trading between her and Greg. And so oh, I, yeah. I think that... But then I think you like doubled up on Greg a couple, then had you, you broke they, the streak. Once the ro- once the rom com episode happened, they kind of like scaled back on Maya, and so it was like you know uh, as as willing as I am to give her truly happy points, I I do you know have some integrity and try to give it to whoever actually <laughs> made me truly happy in the episode. Um, also at four, kind of sneaky here, Valencia. Uh, very mixed for us. Uh, it was a two one one split, so all of us gave points to Valencia throughout the series, which uh, which I think is great. Um, I like her at four. I think she had a decent season, fell off at the end uh, once we like stopped seeing her and Beth as well. But I think like especially the start of the season when everyone else was kind of struggling to find their footing in season four, I think Valencia um, was great. So all in on Valencia. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on Valencia in general, but I, I like her at the four spot. Yeah, I think there were some ups and downs this season. The downs mostly being that ultimatum and just that was a lot. But I, I've i always appreciated Valencia as a character. Um, I'm really glad we saw her throughout this series. And I love where she ended up. So, Yeah, I think we talk about characters who have gone through a lot of growth over the course of the series. Valencia is definitely a character that is drastically different from where we first met her to where she ends up in like many many different ways and yeah again like had some bumps in the road this season with valencia but overall a uh, she became like a really solid part of the cast a really great recurring character uh really a lot of fun so yeah uh, i'm not surprised to see valencia in the higher echelons here okay and now we get very partisan here as we get into our top four at six points uh and doing a lot of the heavy lifting Actually, it was really, I guess it was also Lindy. Um, we have Nathaniel, who uh, I know Lindy wants to talk about, but like, let it just be known here. Uh, Todd gave half of those points to Nathaniel. Um, and so Nathaniel is at six. Todd is a secret Nathaniel stan. <laughs> he loves Nathaniel. He was just too afraid to admit it so passionately. <laughs> I feel like I've been pretty pro Nathaniel uh, through lots, lots of the show. I'm just not as a, uh, I, I like Nathaniel as a character. I don't necessarily like Nathaniel for Rebecca, I guess is maybe what I would say. Um, but no, I've, I've always enjoyed Nathaniel. I, a lot of that is the actor, the chemistry that he has with pretty much anyone that he uh, is in a scene with is great. His comedic timing is great. And after they got let him get away from like the uptight stuffy thing all the time and let him get to be a little bit more goofy, a little bit more wisecracky, a little bit more human, uh, just liked him even more and more. So it doesn't surprise me that I've given him as many points as I have. Uh, yeah. So you hear that, Tom? Tom is always like, Wendy gives all the points and Todd never gives them. I don't know. I gave half of the Nathaniel points this season, Tom. Remember. 
Uh, how could anyone ever forget? Um, <laughs> next, we have Heather, also at six. Uh, this was actually a decent split for us. This was a one, two, two, and a guest giving one point. So, like, we were very uh, all good about giving Heather some points this season. Um, Heather's at six, but I feel like, Todd, Heather's, like, one of your favorites here. You gave Nathaniel more points than Heather. Yeah, I think it wasn't necessarily a great season for Heather. It wasn't a bad season for Heather, but I feel like she didn't get all that many uh, leading storylines. Uh, she wasn't just at the forefront of all bunch of stuff. She was like a lot of times like maybe with the girl group and things like that, but it, and or tied with Hector. And I just feel like they didn't give her as much to work with this season as she's gotten to work with in previous seasons i still love heather but there are so very few times where she was like the best thing in an episode consistently like she where she had enough to fully justify getting those points compared to some other characters so yeah i'm i'm surprised that she got so few in theory but at the same same point i think back over heather's storylines this season i just don't feel like there's a lot there to really justify giving her a ton of points, which is sad. I mean, but there are several times because she just like didn't appear in a ton of episodes as well. I, th wow. I know that we, we've had that in previous seasons before, but it, this, this season, I felt the absences more. I felt never that the people weren't around. It kind of felt, you know, more obvious because even if they were here, they weren't necessarily getting as much to do. Uh, so then we'd have stretches of episode without them around and became, you know, hard when they were here to give them any points. And there's lots of times they weren't around to get any points. So yeah, I wish Heather had gotten more points, but still it was at least a nice spread between us. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, fair enough. I gave her my first of the season and then nothing after that. So, um, okay. To the top two we have in second place. We love to see him in second place. I'm totally fine with this. Greg, it's seven points. I was just, you know, obviously, Adam, you gave him all your points. I gave him five. Fair enough. Uh, I gave him five points. Um, Todd gave him one. And then, of course, we had a guest give him one. Um, truly amazing guest. Um, one might even <laughs> say more valid, truly happy points than one of the co-hosts of this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> um, one might say that. I'm not saying they are saying that. I'm saying one might say that uh, if they were to say such things. Greg, uh, I gave Greg zero. <laughs> points this season for the which is kind of ridiculous lindy um even todd gave him a point i mean come on um greg was great i loved greg coming back i thought that the storyline was fantastic i love the way that they wrapped it up i feel like it was important that they had more than just josh and nathaniel at the very end yeah maybe people wanted santino to come back maybe i wouldn't have minded santino coming back that would have been fine i would have been very okay with it it would have been just as good for me um, but I love Skylar Aston. Uh, and you know, I think Skylar Aston did a great job. I think all of his songs were really good. I think the way he performed it was very well. Um, his acting was fantastic. I also thought their chemistry was way better than what people were giving them credit for. Um, and I think that he embodied Greg in a way that was emblematic of the change they were trying to show in the character. Um, and I'll just say right here, right now, shout out to Martha for fully believing in the cause. Absolutely loved having <laughs> her on. Um, fully support absolutely everything she said. Uh, that's Greg at seven and a number, number one, unsurprisingly, especially with a four point sweep last episode, it is the one, the only hashtag team Rebecca coming out in first place with 12 points in absolute slaughtering, uh, this season, whereas she has not had amazing seasons previously. She is now doing very, very well. 12 points leading the pack by a wide margin. 
Um, and I kind of love to see that for the final season. They really made the protagonist someone that like we are rooting for actively and uh, gave her a good story. So, Lindy, I'm happy with 12 points for Rebecca. I'm thrilled that she won this season. I've always been on Team Rebecca since day one. Um, but like you said, I'm really glad that this season we were all really rooting for it and could get behind what she was doing, especially in that last episode. I just absolutely love where they tied up Rebecca's story and where they let it, you know, kind of be a cliffhanger. Like, where is she going now with this music? You know, is it good? What's it sound like? We don't know, but we know that we love and support Rebecca on this journey. So I'm so happy that she won here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I gave Rebecca more points this season than I have the previous three seasons combined. Uh, so oh. I... Before the for this, like I didn't give Rebecca any points at all. Season three, I gave her one point. In season one, one point. In season two, I gave her four points this season oh uh, because uh, again, Rebecca is on was on her journey uh, for for real this time and f actually making progress, actually moving forward, actually growing, and you know a backslide here or there, but overall, it was really a wonderful journey for Rebecca. And so I think for any season for Rebecca to finally, you know, take the full lead in the points, uh, this is the season for it to happen because this is really, you know, Rebecca's season because the whole show is Rebecca's story, but this is the season where Rebecca is like, you know, manifesting her best self in a lot of ways. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, we are going to give out here to end this podcast, our final truly happy point of the series uh, though it will really be just season four. So we're giving out one more truly happy point, just emblematic of season four. But I am going to just uh, say our overall series score, uh, bottom to top here. So at one point, <laughs> Josh Chan. <laughs> uh, that's one. Yeah, exactly. At one point, Josh Chan, uh, the table, Xiao. Uh, Chris, Josh Groban, Cornelio, the old lady extra in the first penis I saw. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> one point score. Uh, Mrs. Chan, Dr. Shin, Connie, and AJ. That's at one point. Now, as we go up, two points. We have Hector, Rabbi Sherry, and Tommy. At three points, we have Jim, Yarl, <laughs> Mrs. Hernandez, Brendan, Scott. Uh, and with four points, we have George. Oh, he has three. And we have Beth. Who... Scott, oh, Scott has three. No, George had three. You skipped him. He said George, but he thought, I think he thought he had four. Oh, so. okay. George has three. Great. That's too many for George. <laughs> um, at four points, we have Beth and Madison. Uh, Beth had no points in season four, right? Uh, so that was maybe, right. a, um, you know, what I loved was maybe seen some Beth points, but they didn't really show her, I guess. Uh, five points, Karen. Seven points, Dr. Ocopian. Eight points, Valencia. We're getting up there now. Uh, would have thought that Valencia would have been higher than eight points, especially, uh, you know, she had four in season four. So only four throughout the first two seasons. I feel like I gave a lot of that four <laughs> in the first couple of seasons. I think you did. Seasons. I believe you did. <laughs> uh, I like Valencia. Nathaniel at 11. Not very high. Very happy to see him way <laughs> down this list at 11. Um Darryl. He says right after saying we're getting up there now. We are we are getting up there. Uh Daryl at 13. Um White Josh and Maya tied at 14. Very fitting. It just makes all the sense in the world. Uh Paula is at 20. I feel like Paula was odds on favorite to win this whole thing coming into season four and just got nothing. 
Um, Greg came storming back, 25 points here. Rebecca at 28, and Heather is leading the ball house, uh, the 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 club out right now at 29 <laughs> points. What was I trying to say? Leading the I, I have ball, no idea. Leading the ball club, uh, the dugout. What's should, the what's we the need word? a bigger reveal? Drum roll, please. The number one point getter for truly happy points for the whole show is. Well, we're not done yet, Lindy. That's the thing. We're we still have one more point to give. Oh gosh. So okay. we're not done. Things Mine. could be changing here, and we have a one-point lead right at the very top. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, I don't know if things will change, uh, but we'll see here. Um, so I would just remind us here, we are giving one truly happy point for season four specifically. As we've done the first three seasons, we, we only give our truly happy point at the end for the season uh, that, we're, that we're actually talking about here. So season four specifically. Todd, who made you truly happy throughout season four? for the most i think it has to be rebecca i think my point has to go to rebecca uh, again i gave her more points this season i think i gave her probably more points than i gave any other character this season because i gave rebecca four points i don't know if i gave any other character four points throughout the season there are again points where I was not super happy with her but overall I think that this season with Rebecca's overall journey, especially once it got past the first episode, which was horrible uh, with her, but I think just seeing Rebecca grow, seeing Rebecca become the person that this whole show has been leading up to. And that final episode is just so perfect for her that I can't really justify giving the point to anyone else for the full season. Because even my two favorite characters are both such minor parts in the season. I I can't really justify giving points to either of them for the full season. And if I look at characters who throughout the full season have made me happy more often than anyone else, it has to be Rebecca. Okay. This is why I did this in this order, because now we have a tie at number one for the full series at Heather and Rebecca. Lindy, throughout season four, who has made you the happiest? Well, my choice was very clear. And it is Rebecca. I mean, I would echo everything that Todd just said. I love Rebecca. I love all the growth that she went through, especially this season. Um, and I, like Todd said, I just think there's no one else I could give it to you this season. It was Rebecca's story. Uh, the ending was incredible. And that's why I'm giving my point to Rebecca. We love to see it. Rebecca Paul is in the lead. Uh, I'm just going to say um, honorable mention to Greg. Would have loved to have given him this point for me. Big honorable mention to Maya. There, there's a huge part of me that wants to do it just so Maya would officially be White Josh in the title. I, I, I was waiting for, for it. The full I was, series. I, yeah. There's such a strong desire. You really have no idea. <laughs> oh, um, oh, trust me. That way, that was factored <sighs> into my my financially happy point calculations. Trust Boy. me. It's close because Rebecca already gets the win, but I have to go with Rebecca as well. I don't know how we don't give it to Rebecca here in season four. Um, like we've, you know, like both of you have said, she said she had a fantastic season, fantastic finale. They did such a good job of making the main character of the show so likable and rootable at the very end uh, that we just love to see her being truly happy. And with that, Rebecca pulls into the lead alone for the total series score 31 uh 20 to 29 uh that heather had so rebecca wins uh the truly happy points for the series which i think is very appropriate and not something i was necessarily expecting coming into season four i'm very happy about that i like this outcome 
And yeah. I think so many characters got a lot of points that were well deserved. Um, so no one should be no one should be sad because everyone made us really happy. Except for yeah. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it makes sense. I mean, especially when you look at who are like top the top four characters are like top four point getters is Rebecca, Heather, Greg, and Paula. All of those make a ton of sense. The tie for fifth place between Maya and Y. Joe makes a lot of sense because of Adam and I uh, <laughs> stumping for our favorites uh, for a long period of time. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like all of that makes uh, a whole lot of sense and feels very fitting for the characters. Uh, again, I would have expected Paula May to be a little bit higher, but the last couple seasons really failed Paula in a lot of ways, I think, uh, in terms of like, giving her good stories to, to you know lift her up and and showcase her as a character but you know rebecca yeah. in the end taking the lead honestly at the beginning of the series i didn't think it was going to happen because uh, rebecca was not getting a whole lot of points in those early days uh but uh, in the end a uh, uh, she persevered and that's the true true story of the show is you just keep pushing forward so yeah uh, and, and we do love to see it. The other thing I will say, I know I'm like stumping for Greg here a little bit. Greg was not here for a lot of the show. And so I like, I think the 25 points total really shows how much of a lead he built up, uh, in those oh. early seasons as well. We yeah, were like, giving him happy points out the wazoo. Yeah. 18 of those points were in, in his, in the first two seasons. So yeah, well, because yeah, we only had seven in season four, and he wasn't here in season yeah. three. So, uh, yeah, so shout you know shout out there. Uh, a lot of people made us truly, but you know what made me truly happy? Getting to talk about the show week after week uh, with both of you, getting to go through Aww. the songs, the, story, the episodes, the characters, and all of the above. Um, that was what made me truly happy. And so, for the final time of Crazy Ex Girlfriend, I will ask Lindy, do you have any thoughts overall about the series and whole that you want to share before we sign off? Oh, wow. Well, I'd really love to like talk through each episode, mm -hmm. kind of Let's give my again. detailed thought. <laughs> no, I really don't. Um, just go back and listen to an episode if you're wondering. Um, my overall thoughts is I had a ton of fun going back through the show, talking through it every week with you two and all of our amazing guests. Like, this was amazing. And even though we have talked about literally every single detail of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I still want to go back and rewatch it again. Maybe not tomorrow, but <laughs> not too far from now. Like, it's a great show. It's so rewatchable. The songs, of course, I'll be listening to those. So this was the perfect show for us to talk about. And I'm so glad we did this. Yeah. Uh, Todd, for the final time, yet again, anything you'd like to share about the show in general? Um. It's one of my favorite shows, uh, but I remember watching it. Whenever I watched it, and originally I didn't know anyone else who watched it. I was watching it in a vacuum. I never had anyone to talk to about it. I didn't really have like an online community uh, of anyone that I could talk to about it. So being able to find two people who love the show as much as I do to talk about every week has been wonderful. And also to be able to find other people and to the, our podcast has actually introduced some people to it for the first time. The people who started watching the show because of our podcast know that we have helped introduce some people to the show also makes me truly happy because I feel like more people need to watch the show and be aware of the show because it is so phenomenal, so funny, so touching, so well done. And I'm just glad that I got a chance to experience it again 
and have the excuse to rewatch all the episodes and listen to all the songs and talk about it week to week. So it's just a phenomenal piece of TV and I'm sad that we're done talking about it, but happy that we get to talk about other things. About two years ago, I had the opportunity or was chosen to play in a online game uh, that I won't mention the name of because of normal reasons, but I had the opportunity to play and I couldn't make the game that they originally scheduled me for. Uh, I uh, had something come up the weekend that that was supposed to happen and they had to move me back to the second of the two games. And in that second game, I had the opportunity to number one, get voted out very early, but also to meet the absolutely incredible TV Lindy. We spent almost no time actually playing the game together because, as I said, I got knocked out very early. And I think we only said a few things to each other while actually playing the game. But afterwards, she messaged me because we talked about playing board games or whatever, books or something, and TV. And throughout our conversations, we kept going and kept going and kept talking quite frequently. And one of the things we talked about a lot was TV. The show came up and it was recommended to me by her that I should watch it. And I binged it very, very quickly. It did not take long at all. And I messaged her many, many thoughts about the show. And I don't think I would have believed you if you would have said that two years ago that we'd be here 70 episodes into our podcast about this show. And here we are. And so I think the thing that I would like to leave you all with as we leave here throughout this episode is that in the spirit of the show, sometimes you don't really know where your community can come from and who's going to be there for you. And I think that when you have an opportunity to do something or to meet people or to go out and have an experience that maybe otherwise you wouldn't normally have, take it. Because you don't know what might happen. You might meet someone and they might recommend something to you and then you might spend hours and hours every single week talking about something that you both love and are very passionate about for the next multiple years of your life. And so I am eternally grateful that I had the opportunity to play that game and to meet Lindy and to join Post Show Recaps and meet Tan and to do this podcast with both of you. And I'm really looking forward to our next adventure, which won't be for a little while. We're going to take a little bit of a break, but it has been an absolute pleasure to get to talk about Craziest Girlfriend throughout four seasons, many specials, many guest appearances, and many, many podcasts. And so with that, we will leave you all today after very, very quick plugs for the final time for our craziest girlfriend, Todd, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at librarian Todd because Todd librarian was too many characters. Uh, other than that, uh, you can find me on post recaps. A, uh, Adam and I covered Cabinet Curiosities. That's all out now. It was a lot of fun talking through that show with him. We're keeping fingers crossed for a season two at some point, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I also mentioned earlier, a guest appeared on Adam and Jess's coverage of Mythic Quest, uh, season four episode, or season three, episode five, uh, the other day, uh, last week. So you can check that out. And that's about all I have going on at the moment. Amazing. Lindy, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? Uh, well, that was a beautiful story you just told. <laughs> I love the story of how you met me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yes, on Twitter at TV Lindy, that's my name, and our podcast Twitter One CXG Podcast. Amazing! I'm Adam H. You can find me on Twitter at Piano Man Adam One. 
Uh, like Todd said, you can also find me talking about Cabinet Curiosities on Post Show Recaps, as well as Mythic Quest with Jess Sterling on Post Show Recaps, Final Fantasy VII Remake, also on Post Show Recaps, with The Amazing Brooklyn Zed, and then finally, Who A, a Doctor Who podcast with Kevin Mahadeo and Melissa Woodward, again on Post Show Recaps. That was a patron-only podcast. But you can find me back here where next year, 2023, we're going to take a little break, but in 2023, you will be able to find us covering uh, the beginning of our next show, which of course is Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. We might have a little bonus coverage in there for you. You might find some stuff over the holidays. Who knows? Uh, but from all of us here at Water Throat Podcast, uh, have a great holiday season, and we'll see you back here in 2023 for our next adventure. Bye!